0: Welcome to the Visible Coaches Podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bear your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. So, if you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market, and get more business coming your way, all without sacrificing your energy levels or well being, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. Welcome to the Visible Coaches Podcast with Angela and Anka. Do you ask? enough do you ask for more do you even ask for the right thing do you worry that if you ask people will think bad of you the power of asking is our topic for today and why it's so important i'm going to pass this over to anchor in a moment but it just reminds me one of the things that i grew up with it seems to be my theme at the moment is one of the things that i grew up with was you um you don't talk about what's going on in the family And you don't ask for help, almost like this independence. And I remember you saying to me, and I can't remember where you heard it, but it was this idea that fierce independence is a trauma response. And it took me, I I don't know, like this idea of asking um, has been a a really interesting theme because, sure, I, I didn't think I had a problem with asking. For instance, I can go into a shop and I can ask for what I need, et cetera. You know, there's plenty of things that I can ask for, but at a different level, I wasn't asking. I wasn't asking things of myself in terms of, you know i wasn't asking for my own commitment to things if that made sense you know how many times if we if we do something for somebody else if somebody else asks us we'll do it but if we're asking it from ourselves we won't do it we'll we'll put something in the diary like a walk or the gym or work on this you know proposal and we we'll just trash that and we'll do it for other people but we won't do it for ourselves we won't go for our own ask And sometimes we won't ask for more. You mentioned about, um, you know, not putting your prices up before, et cetera, and and not asking for more um, or asking for the things that you need or the time that you needed to take for things. So we don't ask enough. We don't ask for more. And often because we don't even not even aware of our own needs, sometimes we don't even ask for the right thing because we don't know what it is. So let's unpack this idea of of asking for things and what's what's important for us to start to to dive into that so that people that are listening can can just take things a little bit deeper and and find out where where they need to be asking for things differently.
1: Mm, that's a that's a huge one I think. Because you know when you were while you were talking, I was thinking, you know what, well, there's actually a fourth one and that's asking too much. Oh like, asking all yeah. the time. Yeah. You know, it's something that I get a lot with, oh, you know, how do I export the whatever? And my first gut reaction is, bloody Google it. Like, Google it first. Like, don't, don't, like you know, and people are so insecure sometimes. Like, I think either way, it's yeah. it's it's an expression of insecurity. Your stuff, it's kind of the good old, your stuff gets triggered if you ask too much or if you get to ask too little. Every time it gets, sort of hits the extremes, yeah. it's, it's that... You know, and that, that uh, trauma response thing, it was a poem. It was a poem that I stumbled across. And I, I actually, I might <laughs> even put it in the show notes because I saved it. I kind of tear up every time I read it. It's just so powerful. And I was the same. Like, I never really, I was aware that I didn't, that I'd had trouble asking because I, I had a friend at school when I was like 10. She got upset with me one day because I wouldn't copy her homework. <laughs> <laughs> and so she got like, you don't trust me enough to even bloody coffee. Like you won't even accept help if you when when you need it because you <laughs> you know, like <laughs> so it was like, yeah, she shoved that in my face like really clearly when I was very young. So I was much aware of it and still I didn't think I had I do think it was a problem. I was still proud of not needing help. You know, and there's like, yeah, I guess, and it's it's definitely a work in progress. I can't say <laughs> I still kind of don't really feel safe when I have a sense that I need help you know I'm happy to get help now when I'm thinking that will make my life easier but I still will definitely resist a situation where I feel I depend on it because deep down there's a belief that I don't feel i can rely on that help be available and i'll be in trouble if i don't know how to do it myself so that's still running quite strongly in the you know in the undercurrent for me so i think whatever it is for you it'll come out you know it'll come out in one way and i think a lot of the people we're talking to you know when a lot of people who feel drawn to professions that are like helper professions you know, they always like, and you know, I run networking events and it's hilarious because there's always like, okay, you know, what can you offer and what do you need? And people will always have a lot to offer and don't need anything, right? So I think helpers are very much, you know, like your therapists, your coaches, they're very much, and I think it's almost like the fact that you're drawn to that profession is already a little signal that you're probably in that camp, you know, that you haven't you know, a situation, I don't want to call it an issue, it doesn't have to be an issue, but it's something to pay attention to, like if you cannot receive help, you know, that's something to explore a little deeper, it's like what's going on for you there, what are you worried about, what are you afraid of, what are you running away from, you know, what are you worry that somebody might judge you, or that you'll be rejected, or that somebody will think you're incompetent, or like what's the story that's going on in your mind when you feel like oh I'd love to have some help but oh no I can't like I I, I just can't help. you know like what's going on for you and at the same time if you ask every little thing and you feel scared to make any decision because you're so worried it's wrong and you need that validation from somebody else like again it's an invitation to explore
0: oh my goodness me I love that um oh I've been writing scribbling notes all over that when you were talking because I, I suddenly realized I think you're absolutely right when Here's what I observe in, 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 in groups and we run a community. Um, here's what I've observed in the groups. Even though we say to people, when you need help, you know, that's when you need the community. And when you're in a good place, that's when they need you. That tends to not play out because solopreneurs by nature is you've gone out because you don't want a boss and you don't want to be told what to do, but at the same time, you don't also want to feel vulnerable enough to show up and share when you're when you're stuck. And I've even had people say to me, well, I didn't want to turn up on the call. If, if you're in any group program, I didn't want to turn up on the call because I didn't have any any win to share. I didn't have anything to offer. And, and again, it's this idea, isn't it, that we're not allowed to, to 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 just show up and ask for what we need in that. You know, yeah. Brenny Brown just works works around this beautifully around the vulnerability. And particularly when she's working with leadership around vulnerability and the power behind that, it's not about oversharing. And I think people are so worried about what they can share and what they can't share that they and about how their reputation will or won't be hindered by what they ask for, that they actually don't ask for what they need. So there's a big difference. You mentioned about networking and then within a private group. So say, for instance, within the group program that you've paid and bought to be a part of that is the perfect place to place. be utterly yeah. vulnerable and to share and to receive and get the help that you need. And yet I find people, they pay for the help and then they literally go, I didn't know I could ask for that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's such, a, such an important point. Actually, I do remember even Brene Brown was saying like, be careful who you're vulnerable with. Right. Right. It's like, you don't want to kind of throw your vulnerability diamond, in the, yeah. you know, in the, in the pig dirt. So, but what I've seen literally this week in a call where somebody actually did show up, you know, and said, when, you know, when we did the check-in, you know, and I always ask for, well, give me two words, how, you know, that show, how, well, where you at, like how you feel right now in this moment and give me two wins because I find people quite often happy to take off the wins quickly, and then focus on everything that's missing. So I want to kind of point them, but then you did exactly that, exactly the same thing with what you just said. It's like, yeah, I kind of didn't want to show up because I didn't have a win to share. So somebody actually came and did share. Look, I'm feeling like crap today. You know, I'm in the dumps. I don't know what else to do. Like, I feel really stuck. And the reaction in the room was priceless. The reaction in the room, I'm going to teary because... If you're worried that you have nothing to offer, like that showing up and saying, look, I'm struggling. Next thing, somebody else goes, oh, fuck, that's me too. (laughs) You know, and somebody else goes, oh, I so get you. You know, she got support from, from the group, you know, from the feedback and she actually almost it was almost the case of somebody else's oh yeah no I didn't come because I didn't like you know so it was almost giving other people permission to share as well so even though you kind of show up in this vulnerable space you still give massive amounts to other people because they kind of feel like oh my god it's not just me that's that's a giant gift to give the other people in the community so that's the thing like Having that safe space where you can do that, where you know there'll be support and they'll hold you and, um, and you can at the same time help somebody else show up in their, you know, ups and downs of the journey. That's absolutely priceless.
0: And Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that about Brene Brown around where to share. Like if I was in an open networking where people didn't know me and there wasn't that level of intimacy and trust that's not the place to overshare you know it's the place to to learn what to ask for but not necessarily to to share your deepest you know dark you know deepest darkest thoughts with it's like there's a levels of levels of intimacy that that has to be sort of adhered to but two examples to me came on the other end that i one is a personal example for me and i think it, i'm going to share it because i think it might help some people on the other end is that um, if you're around this podcast or around me, any length of time, you'll realise that as a family, personally, my husband has been going through cancer treatment for twelve years now, and we're we're in another battle right now with um, another uh, cancer diagnosis and all of the treatment that goes along with that. And what I have noticed behind the the not asking is this it comes to my husband, ego. He was an incredibly proud man, an incredibly capable man. And when he was struggling and ill, um, it's taken him a number of years to allow people around him to support and help him with the things that he needs. What I noticed as a person, how he changed, he didn't become less of a person. He actually has become more of a person because ego is like a it's like a hard eggshell. And when you break it, there's a, there's a fear that if you break that shell, that you know, you're going to be messy and people are not going to see the best in you underneath it. And actually, because he's been able to ask for what he needs in a, a manner of when when he needs it and when he doesn't need it. So it's not about disempowering him. It's about finding just the next level and the next level of the need. What I noticed is that what seemed to actually disappear was ego and what came in its place was humility and gratefulness and a, and a greater humanity actually starts to come into us when we understand that we need both the power of our autonomy and the power of of asking at the same time and that bit then in terms of autonomy is just like you said sometimes we don't want to trust ourselves we don't want to fail Uh, one of our other podcasts about the failures you have to have. But sometimes we don't want to fail. So we will second guess, we will trust, and we will not take that autonomy. And we will ask for too much, too much of the time. And that is an indication if you're, you know, it's a real balance. But if there's, there's, and here's the deal about asking, is like if you know you can do it and you're asking because you're checking more than once, that could be at play there's a story at play of insecurity and not trusting yourself if you do it for the first time and you want somebody to check it over just to make sure that you haven't missed anything and then you're good to go that's not an indication that you're asking too much so there's some common sense in in the repetitive nature of what's actually going on rather than the fact that it's a a question of asking or not asking
1: Totally, totally. I often say to people, especially in the tech space, um, I, I say to people, like, give yourself like a five minute, I have a five minute frustration rule, mm-hmm. right? So there is this, when you hit a problem and you don't know how to solve it, you know, step number one is just kind of like, give yourself five minutes, like don't bang your head against the wall longer than five minutes, because it just doesn't. it just goes downhill from there. And so first step is like, walk away. Get a cup of tea, take a break. Then you come back, next thing you do is Google it. Right? It's chance, whatever it is, chances is, chances are somebody else has has had the problem. Right? And if you don't make sense of the answers, and that's the thing, it happens quite often when you are in this space or like in an area that that, that isn't your area of expertise, because problem is chances are whatever you're googling like your questions are going to suck so the chances are you're not getting the answer that you're looking for so if that doesn't help yeah give yourself five minutes and then ask ask for help right it's because you can because the thing is like there when you feel resistance if you don't if you've if you've walked away you've googled it you're still stuck what stops you from asking, right? Well, there's there's a thought, there's a pattern that I see an awful lot with people in the business building space, and it's extreme in a technical environment, but it really shows up in marketing and in other places as well. I should know this. I should know, I should already know this. I should know how to figure this out. There's the embarrassment of, of not knowing, you know, and that is like, well, have a closer look at that because that's well you know you nobody knows everything everybody has their area of of expertise and you know you always talk about there's the genius zone there's the competence like the zone of competence and there's the zone of like i have no idea it's just not my thing right so yeah if you notice yourself resisting and you notice And how many times do people come and go, oh, yeah, no, what did you do on Saturday? Oh, well, I updated my, I spent all Saturday updating the menu on my website. I'm like, that's a five-minute job. What did you do the other eight hours, right? So it's like you can waste precious time and get yourself down the rabbit hole of, you know, frustration because everything takes too long if you're not willing to recognize and admit to yourself and others that there's something that you don't quite know yet.
0: I love that. You know, I used to have a term for it. Um, I called it a bad case of adultism. (laughs) Because it's typical of adults, isn't it? We don't, we're not like that as kids and there's very, very rarely, we go, miss, miss, can I do this? Can I do that? Mom, can I do this? Mom, can I do that? It's like when we get into adults, it's because we've got specialisms, as you say, in some area. We've got common sense in others. We can figure some things out and not others. And then we go into a completely new environment that we've never been in before, Um, particularly maybe if it's tech related or if it's certain, you know, types business of- related, yeah, you
1: know, when we have to sell our services, Why do yeah. you, most of us haven't grown up with this stuff, you yeah. know.
0: No, very true. And, and at that point, we go, well, I should know this by now. And particularly if you've gone on courses or programs, and that you've gone through it, it's like, well, I should know this. I've invested X in my business. And why am I no further forward? Well, because there's some Steps that are missing. And you may not even have realized at the time that what to even ask as a question, you wouldn't have even known. I mean, I had that recently, where something about six months later, the penny dropped. And I was like, Oh, my goodness me because it and I, and the ask came in a completely different way. And then the insight came something else. And in the past, I totally would have gone, Oh, God, you should have known that, you know, you should have known that. But that's not true. I laughed about it this time. And I just thought, gosh, how many times do we actually need to hear something in different ways, in different forms, over and over and over and over again? And then in some way, some level of communication at a different point, the penny drops, the insight lands the the insight fairies you they kind of like you know sprinkles fairy dust on you and you go into another level of consciousness or understanding and this to me is like the learn it's just the learning curve of of how everything works but if we, but we can circumvent that learning curve if we don't understand the power of asking and when to ask and when to to cease asking absolutely oh Gosh, I wonder what you think. I'd love to know. I mean, do leave us a review on the on Apple Podcasts if you are liking what we're doing. Send us a message, etc. Because we would love to know your thoughts on this and uh, anything that you struggle with or that you've understood about the power of asking. Let's let's open that dialogue. So until we see you next time, take care.
1: Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Visible Coaches Podcast. If you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature, this podcast is your sanctuary. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, make sure to subscribe to the Visible Coaches Podcast on your favorite platform. And we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you. Visit thevisiblecoachespodcast.com now that's thevisiblecoachespodcast.com let's continue to embrace our introverted strength create meaningful connections and make waves in the coaching world until next time